Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. I am super excited. We have a very special guest here with us today. Dr. Wes Fox is here, and he is someone that I when when I got the email that you know to to introduce me to him I was super excited because you know I grew up as I've talked about on the show many times with a father who's a chiropractor who also is in a functional medicine I'm a guinea pig for a lot of the different things that he tries in fact I just at the time of this recording I'm coming off a five day fast that I just did with him and uh, all kinds of fun stuff so I was super excited to talk to him and he's just a super down to earth person who is helping a lot of people in the health uh, and wellness space. And he is a functional nutrition specialist, doctor of chiropractic, functional movement expert, and he's certified in human potential medicine with a desire to help people from all walks of life predict and prevent disease while helping them live at their optimal state of health. He's a world-leading expert in helping people access high-performance health through human potential healthcare. And he uses the latest research in lifestyle genetics, cellular detoxification, health, and advanced genomics to create long-term sustainable success in people's lives. He grew up in Colorado, living in an active lifestyle of snowboarding, bike riding, and running track. And it was his talent in track that eventually led him to Baylor University in Waco, Texas, where he ran at the collegiate level for four years. Inspired by his love for sports, Dr. West has been serving in the alternative health field ever since. After owning a clinic that treated thousands of patients of all ages, Dr. West dedicated himself to sharing his knowledge with as many people as possible. He married the love of his life, Sarah, in Dallas, Texas, and since then they have welcomed two healthy boys and continue to practice living a life around being active and helping others. You can find more about him at his website, drwestfox.com, and also connect with him across all social. You can grab those links in the show notes. Dr. West, it's great to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Is that is that my whole bio? Man. <laughs> That's it's a great bio. You've done you've got a lot going on. Yeah. And we got two we got a another kid, so we got three, and then we got another one on the way. So I gotta update that part of it. So a family a family of six now. Wow. Where yeah. do you find the time to do what you do? That's a good question. I ask myself every day, but uh I gotta wake up super early, like four o'clock to get things done and then when the kids go down to bed I work. I, the funny thing is, I always laugh. I'm like, I get four hours of work done before most people even get up. So it's like, and then I do the rest of my stuff in the evening time. Hey, I get up at 6.30 and I feel really good about that. Okay, <laughs> I'm not a morning person. I came right. from the chef world. I was working yeah. late evenings, never been. And now I'm in the routine where I'm up at 6.30 and I can yeah. function that way. And I'm like celebrating. So when I hear that you wake up at 4. <laughs> kinda... Well, you don't, you don't have anyone like pulling on your hair and hitting you in the face and... <laughs> 
with kids, man, it's a it's a different ball game. So having to all my stuff's virtual, so it's 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 yeah. tough. You gotta have good time management for sure. Oh yeah. I, I have a puppy and when I get up at six thirty, he's not happy about it. He likes to sleep. Oh, he yeah. like yeah, he'd be in bed until ten if I you know, if I let him. But we get up, we go for our walk, we do our stuff, and then I get to work, and he usually lays down in his bed and goes back to sleep. So lucky dog. Yeah, he is for sure. But um, yeah. So you get up at four a.m. What time do you go to bed at night? Um, yeah. So I get up at four. I try to go to bed around nine, nine or ten. Um, so I split up my day. I try to start my day and end my day the same way. So get up, do my gratitude morning routine, get my, cause essentially I don't want my day to be controlled by my phone or anything else. So, um, first two hours are really important of my day, just like the last hour is. And then that makes my whole day really, really well. But I'd say on average nine or 10 o'clock cause I'm really a stickler with sleep. So I want to try to at least get six to eight hours of sleep and, um, pretty much stick to that unless for some reason there's a birthday or some other event that I can't control. I was going to say in your space with what you do, sleep is so crucial to everyday health. Absolutely. Well, I mean, now most people like you and I and everyone else, uh, I've been online for a while, but staying in front of a computer screen, iPad phone, um, people can't sleep as well now because they're overstimulated. And so it's like, we've got to learn how to shut everything off. And we're just having a hard time because we got electronics everywhere. So especially when you lay in bed and scroll through TikTok for two hours before you go to sleep. Who did Not that? that I do that, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't do that. I cut it off. I give myself maybe 10 minutes and that's it. You know, I have I have routines much like yourself where, you know, at night I read. That's the first the first thing I do when I go to bed. I read. I pray for 30 minutes. Then I get in bed. I'll give myself 10 minutes. And I have a, like blue blocking light screen protectors and all that stuff. So I give myself 10 minutes and then that goes off and all the lights go out and it's pitch black and it's time to sleep. In the morning I get up. I do the same thing. I spend about 10 minutes in prayer. Then I get ready. And I have a new thing now where the first thing in the morning at 8 a.m., I go to church every morning. Oh, wow. And it, it's been huge for me because it helps me start my day on the right path. And, you know, it makes me feel like, hey, I accomplished something. Now, everything else, the most important thing I got done now, everything else that happens is just like a cherry on top. Yeah. That works for me. Yeah, I think most people need something like that. Maybe they're not going to be able to go to church, you know, every day like you are, which is amazing. But I always tell people, like, if you can set aside 20 to 30 minutes, 15 of that, I'm like, go out and move. Like the first thing, like if you just go out and move, it's so many health benefits for your body. And then, like you said, um, gratitude, pray, journal, read something inspiring to have the phone completely off. And then I always jump in and do a cold shower to just get my nervous system activated. And then essentially my day is ready to go. But people who don't start that, like all my clients that I get, they're like, I'm tired, I'm fatigued. I don't feel good. I'm like, well, let's take a look at your habits. What's your routines and habits? And you look at those and it's like, no wonder why they can't even be healthy. It's no different than a business person. They can't have a good business because they don't have good routines or habits. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that trying to get as much done at night to prepare yourself for the morning is huge for me because I'm more, I am more alert at night. Right. So when I get up in the morning, you know, I'm just trying, I, I need that routine because if I didn't have the morning routine, I wouldn't get anything done in the morning. Yeah. So I just kind of go through the motions in the morning, but it's enough to start my day. Yeah. And I do the same thing. Like the night before I always write out my day for the next day. And it's just the act of writing it on a piece of paper or planner or whatever. It's, it's huge. Cause we, you know, we all want to put it in our phones and have the alarms go off and that's great, but we're forgetting that art of just hand a paper and that neurological component, which your dad could probably talk about. And it's just huge. Like if we could just do those little things that kept us healthy many years ago, you know, technology is one of those things. It's like, it's great. 
but it's also making us really, really lazy in losing the things that kept us healthy, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Is there one thing that you discovered as you were like forming these routines that you practice every day that really made the biggest difference? Gratitude, honestly, prayer and gratitude. When I started writing down three things that I was grateful for at nighttime and then in the morning time, same thing. I just felt like the energy and everything throughout the day was always better. And before I was doing these morning routines, you know how one bad thing would happen in the morning and then it would like spiral out of control. Then you'd hit a wall, you'd kick your toe. You felt like the whole day was against you. I don't really have days like that anymore because I don't see them. And I also just prep my mind to the, just attract those good things now. Um, but gratitude, I think, is the one thing, obviously, right now in the world, uh, we're dismissing the gratitude component. That's that's huge. Well, I want to rewind a little bit because for where you sit right now, you're almost you you are completely online, right? That's where you do your business. You do everything online. You treat people. You do that whole thing. What led you to chiropractic to begin with? Funny you should say that. So I was actually on track to go to medical school. Um, we'd actually I'd actually got in and was going to become a surgeon, do that whole thing. And I ran track, just like you said. And there was a point where I'd gotten injured to the point of where I could not bear any weight on my, I don't know, my right or left leg, I don't remember. And I thought my whole season was done. And I don't know how I met this guy, but I think I was at a running clinic or something and I was helping coaching. And he's like, yeah, man, I live in Austin. Like, come on down. I can help you out. I can fix you up. And it was a, it was a chiropractor. And I was like, okay, I know nothing about chiropractic. I come down for a whole week. Within that whole week, I come back to Baylor and I could run again. And I went into the PT, the personal trainers. I, I went everywhere and they're like, what'd you do? Like, I mean, you know, you, were, you weren't able to walk. And I was like, I don't know what he did. I was like, but I don't have any pain. I think I had, at that time I had sciatica um, to the point of where I, I couldn't put any weight, a lot of pressure on that leg. And he's like, dude, I'll fix you. That's easy to fix. And then so since that moment, you know, when I was in his clinic, everyone was so happy to be there. Everyone was like just smiling. It was, it was a place of just healing. I was like, what is this chiropractic? And so I did my research. And the thing that kind of pushed me more into it is I went to um, shadow a couple of regular doctors and I'd go into their clinic and, you know, nothing wrong with what they're doing. But I was just like, is this it? Like, you know, people come in, he spends five minutes with them and then they leave with, you know, a, a piece of paper to go get their pills or their medication, which if you want to do that, that's okay. But I'm like, that, you know, I don't want to do that. And so I literally from that moment was like, I'm not going to do it. Went directly into chiropractic school. And, you know, I thought like, am I making the right decision? Cause I wanted to be a surgeon. The money was great but I'm all about environment and people and the happiest people I ever know are in chiropractic or alternative medical offices. So. Yeah. I mean, I, as someone who's been adjusted his whole life and I, you know, I go as much as I can whenever I'm at stopping in the area or at the office, I always go in and get an adjustment because it makes such a huge difference. I mean, just from an overall health perspective, keep keeping your body in alignment and, you know, doing it regularly. It's like, it's preventative medicine at that point. I don't just go when I have an acre of pain or whatever I've been, it's just something since my dad was there I've been doing. But the funny thing is my girlfriend's a neurologist, but she's actually a DO. She works in the hospital, but when I'm with her at times, she'll do some manual manipulation on me. And she was just amazed at how well my body takes the treatments. But I'm like, you're talking to someone who's been adjusted ever since I was a baby. So it's like, you can't just go once, right? Is the point I'm trying to make and think you're going to get all the advantages. It's something you have to actually make a lifestyle of. Well, that's what I also found is um, the preventative model, which chiropractic, functional medicine, all that stuff is in there. It makes people have to sit in the driver's seat. 
Like they have to actually be in control of their health. Whereas the other model is, Hey, doesn't matter what you do. Like you're going to just ruin your body. But then when you're ready, come in and, you know, we'll give you a pill or a quick fix. And it's like, they don't ever actually get in control of their health. Like I was on an airplane and, um, well, my friend was, but he, we traveled as well. We, we saw like everyone, like with the whole coronavirus thing and they're all bundled up and everything. And I'm like, that's, that's great. And they're eating garbage food and all this other stuff. And I'm like, we're so scared of this one little thing, but why don't we just like try to stay super healthy and get our immune system healthy and do the things that keeps us sane and healthy on a daily basis. And it's just weird. You know, I just, I wish people would jump in the driver's seat and understand that the body is so important and you need it. Like you can't live life without a healthy body. It's really tough. Yeah. And that's why when everyone was saying, Oh, we have to wash our hands with them. Like, well, what were you doing before? Right. (laughs) Were you not washing your hands? Like, no, someone posted a funny thing. He's like, you know, when you wear your face mask into the bathroom and you collect all that fecal material in your face mask, he's like, so you're bringing, breathing in um, thousands of other strangers fecal material. And he got a kick out of it. And I was like, that's hilarious. And it's like, just do the normal things you should be doing. Washing your hands, be cleanly. Like, if you got a cough, like cough into your arm, you know, just do the normal, you, know, you don't have to go crazy about all this stuff. So, right. I mean, the pandemic, it's, it's, it's a scary thing. I mean, you know, it's, it's so contagious and all those things, but it's not any different than anything else that we've, that we've had. Right. I mean, the, aside from the fact that it's easily from what I've seen, easily transmittable, it's just another thing. Like the flu comes around every year. And what do we do for that? We wash our hands. We try to limit exposure. We, you know, I mean, right? It's it's not I, I, new. I kid around. I'm like, well, what if there's a virus out there or anything right now that we don't even know about? Are we concerned? Yeah. Oh, we're just doing our normal, like you said, hygiene protocols and just being smart with it. And so I think that's, you know, with health, the same thing. We just got to be smart with it and get back in the driver's seat. Yeah. And I think that the way that we equip ourselves, much like you're saying, the way that you take care of yourself with sleep, with diet, with lifestyle, with, you know, what alternative treatments can you do to equip yourself? It's like if you were going to war, you'd want to have the proper, you know, attire, the proper, you know, weapons, the proper training. So why aren't we doing that now to make sure that we're prepared? Well, what you just said is it's exactly what we're doing, though, but we're doing it where we're going to war with no weapons. We're walking out there skin and bone with nothing. And then we wonder why we got shot or we didn't make it through the war. It's like, how much time do you invest in your health? And my clients are like, oh, like, you know, once a month, you know, I do this. And I'm like, once a month, I'm like, this should be a daily routine because then you can't come to me and complain that you're not healthy because you didn't invest in any time into it. You brush your teeth every day. That's like a bare minimum. Why can't you do anything else for your health? And so people with, you know, the blessing with the coronavirus is that people now are, I don't know if it's out of fear or whatever is driving them, but they are now more focused on trying to get healthy and, you know, making better decisions and choices, whereas before they were not necessarily doing that. And professionals like you are helping make it so easy because you don't have to physically be at your office, which you don't even, I mean, you may have it, but it's not open anymore. Um, You do it right online. You can help people come up with a plan, help them, you know, embrace what's available to them from this perspective to be ready and be healthy. And I think it's a great thing. So I want to, you know, just encourage people to visit you at drwestfox.com to see what you're up to and to at least have a conversation with you and see what people can do to be proactive about their health. So thank you so much for being here and thank you for everything you shared. And I can't wait to have you back on the next episode because there's so much more we can talk about and I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Thank you. 
Hey everyone, I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.